five-ish fangirls, I love you. And I'm one of the five-ish. In fact, I'm the biggest one of the five-ish. I am the sixth Doctor Colin Baker, and I wish you all well. Have fun. continue all the way to episode 451 of the five ish fangirls podcast come along perry you're going to have fun if it kills you welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five ish fangirls podcast so glad you join us let's start with start off like we do already for the rich table see who's joined us this week i can tongue tie there i need some more water uh, this is chrissy in salt lake city this is holly from wisconsin this is Rachel in in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey there. Yay. And hopefully, wherever you're listening to this, you aren't going through the roller coaster of weather patterns that some of us are yeah. going through. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yesterday, Mother Nature, make up your I, mind. I was, at my in, I was at my in-laws over the weekend. We drove up Friday evening, and about halfway. With, uh, for the it was dry and it started raining and then the further we got north this, the, the rain eventually turned to snow but it was light snow and by the time we were like three quarters away there it looked like we were on the Millennium Falcon going through on, hyper, on hyperdrive mm-hmm. I which, hate that kind of driving Oof. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean it doesn't bother me any I mean, I've lived right. here and grown up in it. I've got lots of Indiana w- winters under my belt behind the wheel. But Same, it was just, we still, were Wisconsin, we were driving yeah. into the wind. Uh-huh. So it's like, it did not, we were not going as fast mm-hmm. <laughs> as we would have liked to. And then you got, the roads were getting slick and it was just like, ah. And then yesterday we come home and... I've got like short sleeves on mm-hmm. and I've got the window cracked. So it was like, like 48 hours before it was a winter wonderland. And now it's like, I don't even need a jacket. <laughs> so welcome to spring. It'll change in five minutes. Yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yesterday it was beautiful out here. The sun was out. I told the kids, you do not need your jackets. We went to the park. There were people all over. It was also the Pokemon Go tour event. So we had a lot of Pokemon Go players doing their thing. And it was just, it was fun. It was nice. It was actually a little warm. I turned the AC on in the car. And then this morning I was like, oh, you know, what's the weather like? Okay, kids, get your jackets back on. It's Mm -hmm. it's chilly. Yeah, I I did turn on the air conditioning in my car for a little bit today. Oh. Yeah. so, yeah, yeah. We are in, that was that was a false spring we had. Yeah. Like, this is just a taste of what's coming, but you don't get it yet. Nope, nope. Here's your cookie. Just kidding. Here's yeah. your cookie. Uh-huh. Really it's like, like getting the little sample. At, it's like getting a little sample at Costco. And then, then you're like, oh, this is great. Where can I buy this? What aisle is it? And they're like, sorry, it hasn't come in yet. We're just, yeah. <laughs> you can't actually buy it yet. We just want to entice like, We're you. just telling you about it. It'll be here in like a month. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my. So, well, we don't have a whole lot of news. 
But we do have our SAG winners. So we are officially in the home stretch for the Academy Awards. And to no one's surprise, Oppenheimer walked away with pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which the, the, the SAG Awards are kind of they're, they're kind of a mix. Uh, it's movie and yes. TV, TV. And they don't yeah. have they don't have a best picture. They have outstanding performance by a cast in yep. a motion picture. And they don't have a director award either. <laughs> so but it's still went to Oppenheimer. Uh yep. so well, yeah. it's the Screen Actors Guild. So, yes. You know, as, as as we uh we learned very well last summer about uh, the yeah. some of the inner workings and such. It's more about the actors. So it doesn't surprise me there isn't a director's award because the directors have their own guild. Yes. Uh-huh. That that is that is true. But they do have a stunt. Some category. directors also act and vice versa. That is true. The directors are the ones that make sure that the actors do their job, right? Yep. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so not really any surprises with the categories that they uh do have. So uh both in the the film and TV. Uh, so it is looking like looks like right now the lead uh, leading actress category is going to be a battle of the stones. <laughs> so it is. It'll. I think it's going to be a toss up. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Place your bets. The, if between you are Emma and Lily. So. Uh huh. But we shall see. see. That goes. Yeah. So now we all get the fun job of figuring out our individual picks and then each team figuring out what their team picks are going to be. And two weeks from now, we will know who won. Yeah. Just just don't get your Oscar picks mixed up with your March Madness bracket. Yes. Because that is coming up soon, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yay, more sports ball. Yeah. This this is Yeah, no, don't, don't 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 do something like that, you know, like is it at late at night when you're getting tired because <laughs> when you go to pull out your like you know, your your score sheets or whatever later <laughs> you're gonna be like, Why do I have UCLA winning best picture? <laughs> <laughs> And Robert Downey Jr. going into the the Elite Eight, you know. <laughs> don't don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. In this case, I have Robert Downey Jr. going the whole way. Same uh, here. <laughs> same here. Well, speaking of... The man deserves it. Let's just put it that way. does. I'm so proud of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of nominees, uh, this month's Gold Standard Patreon episode is now in the Patreon uh, feed. If you uh, are a subscriber, here we go 
all the way back to 2010 because that's so long ago to but rather this is one of those where it just kind of worked out you know this those mm-hmm. podcast uh kind of you know serendipitous type things because mm-hmm. odds are he's gonna walk away with uh several statues in two weeks with the christopher nolan film inception so <sighs> Nothing like talking about Christopher Nolan while Christopher Nolan is on a winning streak. So mm-hmm. in in the uh, on on the hot topics, mm-hmm. still here. Yep, that's a that's a hashtag that I think we can use. Uh huh. It should do well. <laughs> it will. But, like uh, all you Oscar people, come listen mm-hmm. to our podcast. Well. Mm-hmm. Rachel and Nick and Zan's podcast, but yes. Yep. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you can go listen to that. Which if you're a Spotify user, you can actually get Yes, you can those Patreon episodes via your Spotify feed. So you don't yep. have to go to Patreon and like download it from there. Nope. Oh they so. they made they made the option where you can link your your Spotify account to your Patreon, and if the Patreons you're subscribed to click that, you can do that. It is very, very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One stop shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very convenient. Yes. There you go. Learn life hacks over here from the uh... yep. technology. Mm-hmm. When it works, uh, so it works fantastic. But when it yeah. goes kablooey, yeah. <laughs> and does uh, I'm Holly was saying before we started, started, you've got a few more days mm-hmm. for book club. Yes, for the month uh, before we switch over, you mm. get one more extra day because you get extra here. day. <laughs> yep. So. Enjoy, enjoy that extra day. Some some places are advertising special special deals. We're just advertising an extra day to to vote, vote. Mm-hmm. on the uh, on on the the book club yep. thing. So that again, that's on Goodreads. We'll also link to it on our website and in the show notes. Yep. And you can vote on what we're gonna be reading in March so, or listening to because I or always do to that too. I always give a try to put a big finish choice or choices just because, mm-hmm. hey, sometimes we need to fill in the gaps because sometimes those authors don't write as fast as we like them to. <laughs> yep. yep. And, you know, Goodreads counts audio as reading, yes. which, which is, is so nice. Them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you have the librarian here telling you, yes, it does count as reading. <laughs> Uh-huh. So many people were like, we do because we do reading challenges every once in a while at the library, and they're like, "Well, I just do audiobooks. I don't really read." It's like that counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reads agrees with us, so yeah, yeah. it's a story being told to you. Yes, are yes. you taking it in? Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, you're using similar. It meets the requirements. Yeah, mm-hmm. similar cognitive functions. Yep. Uh, in your brain. That's... Yep. Like they like to be itched, so there you go. Uh-huh. It's all good. Anyway, yes. 
All right. So moving on to feedback. Feedback from Shelley. Yay. Hello. Yeah. Hello. And she says, so the rumors are true. Pedro Pascal is going to be in the Fantastic Four. I'm more excited for Joseph Quinn as the Human Torch. Comes out on my birthday next year. Hey, that's good. So there's something to celebrate my 30th birthday. Hey, that's not a bad, uh, not nope. a bad gig. Oh, uh, she says uh, the first Fantastic Four with Chris Evans came out in 2005. A decade later, we got a bad remake. <laughs> and the next year, we get another remake. With a great cast. I read it's going to take place around the 60s. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Supposedly, that's... That's that's the... Uh, that's what the word on the street is, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's cycle around. So. Uh, I was trying to mention last time, I guess we're going to call Avengers 5, Avengers 5, for now. Yes, they've dropped the Kang subheading, subtitle. Mm-hmm. secondary title for Avengers 5 until they figure out what the heck they're going to do. So, mm-hmm. so yes. for yes, Smart now it's going to be Avengers 5. Just, oh, even we... Marvel puts this stuff in pencil. So Probably going to have some sort of some sort of retreat where they uh, where they confer and decide what they're doing. Probably. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Marvel animation, I read the new Spider-Man anime show is going to be called The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. That's because he is. Yes. Spider-Man is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hmm? Funnily enough, Chauncey was playing random stuff on his phone the other day, and I'll have to see if that's on YouTube so I can link to it. Although, it's, I think he's on Spotify, which I could link to it too. But somebody took the Spider-Man cartoon theme song that we all know spider-man spider-man uh-huh. yeah they took that but then they changed it to it's singing about macho man randy savage Ooh, interesting that one i wouldn't mind listening to yeah, i mean so. i've seen the i've seen the homer simpson simpson spider pig spider pig oh, spider yes. ma'am <laughs> yes yes uh-huh. yeah. yes so I will I will have to find a link for that and so y'all can listen to it. So uh so the last thing I forgot to mention last time about the sequel Moana, I'm sadly my woman and it's not coming back to do the music. Hopefully he'll come back for another Disney movie in the future and get another shot for an EGOT. Oh, I'm sure he will. He and he and he and Disney are tight. So Yes. Uh you can you're not seeing this, but fingers, fing, my fingers and my arms are crossed for how yeah. close they are. <laughs> yeah. That'll find something for him to do. Uh-huh. So he'll get that EGOT eventually. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's really a just matter a matter of time. Of, yeah. It's not if, it's when. when yes. Uh, she says, here are the upcoming Disney Twisted Tale books coming out this year. There's going to be a Brave and Nightmare Before Christmas and also Robin Hood, but that's only releasing outside of the U.S. But she's still excited. That's cool. They're still on the list. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you, Shalane. 
Moving on to this week's main topic, since my birthday was not this last weekend, but the weekend before that. Mm-hmm. Of course, that means picking a big finish. And of course, I have to pick a Six Doctor audio but because I'm me. And really, mm-hmm. considering, you know, the, the specials we got. Uh, uh-huh. with, with David Tennant that you know, if I'm going to pick any Six Doctor audio it's going to be the Six Doctor with the Celestial Toy Maker so. of course because the tie-in and everything I mean I oh know. my goodness gracious I know Although this is not the only audio with the Toy Maker no but no. this is the only one with the Six Doctor and the Toy Maker so yes. a, in audio form the, the Toy Maker is actually meant the 7th, 6th and 8th Doctors so <laughs> yes uh, it is. I I love the concept of the of like the lost stories. I mean, originally, like this one, it was yes. the the canceled um, was it TV season? script? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was supposed so, to take place, uh, which would have been season twenty two, twenty three. Um. Like, it, it, this, this yeah this this takes place right after Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah. Which, if you remember, at the end of that, after everything that the, the Doctor and Perry have gone through, you know, with the Daleks and Davros, uh, and the world's weirdest DJ who DJs for dead people, uh, <laughs> uh, at the end, Perry, Perry once again is insisting on going someplace fun, and the Doctor is all like, okay, well, I'll take you to, and it ends. Mm-hmm. Way it was originally scripted before they realized that so- somebody pulled the plug for eighteen months on Doctor Who is the Doctor was going to say, "Okay, I'll take you to Blackpool," uh-huh. and this would have fed into the Nightmare Fair, which would have kicked off the next season. Yes, and but fact, then yeah. they were realized that they were going to that was not going to happen necessarily, so they edited it in a way that. Six doctors that doesn't say where they're gonna go. Yeah, it left it up in the air, but it was a very uh, abrupt. It was a very abrupt edit. It's not very. It's not a very good edit. Mm -hmm. Watch that, but yeah. So they had some. um, I mean, so so they already had some scripts planned. So, Mm -hmm. but you know, they just were kind of I don't know sitting in somebody's attic or in the drawer or whatever. So what Big Mm -hmm. Finish did, as Big Finish does, they're like, hey. Why don't we find those and see if we can adapt them for audio? And mm-hmm. the, the interview portions of these of these stories, oh, they're like, fantastic. They're, they're fascinating. They're like go into how they found these these scripts. Some of them were like, you know, maybe at the BBC or you know the author or the, the writers just had them still on hand, and you know they have to get permission to do that. And so, like, if you've listened to a lot of the audio, the Big Finish audios. Sometimes the doctor and the companions, they like you know, character you know character development marches on, but mm-hmm. so, so the characters are a little bit different than they are in the TV in the TV stories. So, but where these were originally meant for TV, they kind of don't. Well, they they do work with the with the big finish audio, but you have to recognize like this is TV six doctor and Perry. Not maybe not necessarily Big Finish, Six Doctor, and Perry. 
So they mm-hmm. so they have their own line of these are the lost stories, so they don't fold them into the the main range or whatever, which I kind of like because it kind of sets them apart. And then they like went on to find other scripts that were done but were never written or even just treatments of scripts or even just vague ideas or like these are called the lost stories. Mm-hmm. They've done them for pretty much all of the classic TV doctors. And there are there even for the for the first doctor the the first doctor has a couple that I just I I adore it's like uh, farewell mm-hmm. great on and the crap now I can't remember it's something yellow I don't know something something to do with the color yellow mm-hmm. yellow yeah. fragrance of something or other anyway I remember listening to him and loving him but this one is the Nightmare Fair uh, which is the sixth oh. doctor and Perry and it mm-hmm. is a blast I gotta yeah. say and at the, at the... To, to before we get into the actual audio itself, the the story of this, yeah, the, Chrissy, you, you got like the the cliff notes, the TLDR yes, that version was the cliff, of that was it. But looking into it, like this story has been just like passed around <laughs> and used, like. Like a used car or something. <laughs> like, and to tell it was you new truth, at one point, yeah. and then it kept getting, you know, getting passed around and owned by different people. Because yes, there was the script, and then Target Books, being the the lovely publishers that mm-hmm. they they were are still are, uh, they did a novelization. Yes, they did. In 1989, this is after Doctor Who was off the air permanently, at least as far as we knew then. Um, and the script and the novelization were written by the same person, mm-hmm. uh, the producer Graham Williams. Thank uh, heavens for some small favors. <laughs> yes. So this was the first novel length text featuring the Doctor not to be based on a previously used previously seen production so technically this is original because nobody ever heard this or seen this story before you know um and then in 2003 there was actually an audio play done for charity by a bunch of random people that had nothing to do with dr who (laughs) so interesting and then Big Finish finally got around to doing this in 2009, where it was adapted by John Amesworth and got Colin and, and Nicola, obviously. Um, and uh, at, at this point, um, that our, you know, our, um, our OG <laughs> toy maker, Michael Goh, um, had retired, yes. so mm-hmm. uh, because he he was still with us uh, at this point, but he he retired in the late nineties, and he only came back to do some voiceover work for Tim Burton, but it, but it was very minimal, and it was a, as a favor to Tim Burton because yeah. uh, they were friends. He'd but he he right. essentially retired. Now, if it had actually been the season 23 opener, he would have come back to play the toy maker. Yeah. Didn't he retire? 1986, you know. (laughs) Didn't he retire after being in Batman and Robin? 
something like that. He, yeah, but he also played Alfred. Yeah, you know, he he like he technically retired in 1999. Ah, okay. So, but he did pop up every now and then, like I said, to do fa- do favors for his friend Tim Burton. But it was so, you know, always something where it required minimal effort from him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, when you're retired, you you can pick, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. What's yep. What's funny is how they got the idea to have a Doctor Who episode in a carnival type setting is because the Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which is a, an amusement park, um throughout its years has had celebrity appearances, you know, they'll you know, come and do mm-hmm. either they've been there on their own having fun. In some cases it's been official appearances. In this case, in 1984, Colin Baker went as the sixth doctor as like an official appearance for a ribbon cutting ah. on the Space Invader ride. And then yeah, that, that would that would get John Nathan Turner's uh idea right. So yeah, so the there the, there's a there's a picture of, of Colin in the Six Doctor outfit with some some gals in, in costume that are supposed to be, I guess, themed for that particular uh, attraction. Um, so they got the idea of having a Doctor Who story set in an amusement park, and uh, the, it would have had this, you know, the same plot. People start going missing. The Doctor gets captured by the Toy Maker, which would have been played by Michael Go. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, the, the plot would have been pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And Michael, it was like, absolutely, I will come back to play the toy maker. Uh, and um, yeah, obviously that, that didn't happen. They put the X on Doctor Who for 18 months. So mm-hmm. it, It's unfortunate because I just think like, okay, so you have the Celestial Toy Maker who's huge in uh-huh. the game. You have, you know, the Blackpool, uh, you know, the carnival, the sort of amusement park sort of thing. And you're in the 80s when right. video games are just, oh. I mean, 86, so this would have been, you know, yeah. Nintendo mm-hmm. and, and all those all those things. I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, that is such a perfect match made in heaven. Now, through... Mm-hmm. We kind of, you know, there was some, some some opposition about against Doctor Who in general at the BBC. So who knows how well it would have gone? So, mm-hmm. so may, maybe maybe this is a blessing in disguise on some level. But right. Like, oh, that would have been that would have been so much fun. That would just been a really fun, interesting concept. But I'm glad Big yeah. Finish got the chance to like, okay, hey, we're gonna do this, and you you get the. It, it very much, very much feels like a, a TV. It, it, yes, you, you can you can picture it as a TV story mm-hmm. from that from that time period. So you know they they did a they did a really good job just capturing sort of that era and where it's not, um, you know it doesn't. What am I trying to say? Sometimes when you're listening to Big Finish, like like original ones, it kind of like feels like okay, yeah, this was made in. 20 right 24 or whatever but 
and that and that's fine. That that's totally fine. I'm cool with that. But also, these in these lost stories, it's like it kind of needs to feel like it, it was made back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just speaking of this too, I something just kind of popped in my head. It would have been real cool if you know. Sure, we had the eighteen months, but if they could have actually done that story and then somehow managed to link it with time of trial of the time lord and have the toy maker and the valyard <laughs> yeah, that would have been oh that would have been something so great possibilities that you know <sighs> you're kind of thinking like okay you know what you know what could have been and oh know, yeah we can just kind of be like just sort of imagine how it would have been and, and what mm-hmm. and what it was like it can part in in my head canon it's like you know there is there is a timeline where all of this happened and they actually mm-hmm. thought all this through and they had, you know, the, the trial of a time Lord and the, and the toy maker and, you know, whoever else pops up. Cause I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it just, it just, it just feels right. It feels right mm-hmm. that, they, that they've done such a thing. So, uh, I, the toy maker is one of my, one of my favorites. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but it just, he's just, he's just, Diabolically childish. Yeah, he's he yes. he's not he's not the master, but he oh. still has that feel to him. Yeah, the In the master the master is always slightly unhinged. Right. The toy maker, by being the entity that he is. Being almost, you know, a god with a little G, uh-huh. and having and seemingly the only one of his kind, uh-huh. and having all this immense power, he gets bored really easily, yeah. <laughs> and so he constantly needs to find ways to entertain himself. Mm-hmm. And when he encounters the doctor for the first time, yeah, William Hartnell's doctor. And gets bested, uh-huh. he realizes that he's found some oh, somebody worthy of playing with. Yeah, exactly. Like, to, oh, I'm not bored anymore. I'm gonna go mess with with this guy. I, and to put it in another fandom's perspective, the celestial toy maker is kind of Q. Mm-hmm. In a way, except okay. there's more than one Q, but still, it's like, oh, you intrigue me. I'm gonna come back and. Make your life a little bit interesting and annoying. Yep. <laughs> and annoy you. And it's funny because the doctor seems to enjoy it too. Like, uh-huh. like so his companions. But uh-huh. you know, going going back to the to the one with the, 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 the story with the first doctor and you know, poor Steven and Dota. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, ah but you know, there you are. <laughs> It's like if it was just the doctor and the toy maker going at it, it was like, okay, yeah, we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna out outsmarm each other, mm-hmm. Which is why I I enjoy I enjoy these stories with with the toy maker. It's like, oh my gosh, you are you are ridiculous and terrible yeah. and awful, and I love you. Yeah, and and the um. Uh, you you can hear it in in the the acting too 
David Bale, who you know ends up taking over the the role of the the toy maker in this for Big Finish. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how much like research Neil Patrick Harris did before doing his his version, but I could hear a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's a few times where uh, yeah, this version of the toy maker seems to be speaking with a little bit of a, a strange accent. Kind of sounds German in some spots, sounds English in some others. Um, and you know, once he get you know, once we get into the meat of it all, and you know, he starts expositioning and telling us you know, all his plans and everything and how, you know, he gets all excited about getting, uh, you know, playing with the doctor again and, you know, capturing Perry and all this fun stuff. And there's several times where he just starts, you know, like laughing like a little kid yep. where he's just like, you know, it's like, okay, creepy. But you're the toy maker. So this fits. <laughs> this fits fit, indeed. Yeah. That's basically what he is. He is a kid with all of this immense power. It's like, what mm-hmm. would you do if you if you had someone who was so childish and so immature and just and so all the time in the world, all the time and all the yeah, all that, and you get the celestial toy maker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he is he is one of my favorite Doctor Who villains mm-hmm. because of that. It's like, yeah, I don't. It's like the facts. And, you know, I, I, it's like, yeah, that is just so scary because you could do a terrible horror movie with that. But in this, in this context, we have someone like the doctor. It's like, well, it's going to be okay. Cause the doctor's going to, going to, going to fight him and, you know, best him and, and it'll mm-hmm. be okay. I mean, if yeah. you, if did something like that in a horror movie, I'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm watching this. But, <laughs> but where it's in Doctor Who and I know that the doctor's going to win and like, oh yeah, I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a good time. Yeah. Just watch you yeah. two go up. Yeah, because at this point, you know, the, the toy maker it it's it's been a hot minute. Uh, right. mm-hmm. and he he's not in he's he's been kicked out of his toy room. He's not in that dimension at the moment. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't he's having to figure out how to entertain himself being you know stuck on planet earth in the, the mid to late 80s essentially at this point where this takes place and you know you remember what like the 80s were like as far as entertainment is concerned and we're getting to like the first like peak of video game mania uh-huh. And and in the process of you know capturing people and using them as as guinea pigs or as test subjects for his crazy game ideas, he realizes that if he turns himself into a video game, <laughs> that he can have fun with all sorts of people. Yep. And nobody's gonna be any the wiser. And nobody's gonna be near the wiser because you, know, you you send your kid off to the arcade with a pocket full of quarters and they're you know your mom could drop the kid off at the arcade that's attached to the mall. She can do her shopping 
And as long as they've also got enough money for like a hot dog and a Pepsi, they're yep. going to be fine for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. And the, the, the toy maker is, is like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's it. So in this case, and this is, it's just interesting, uh, you know, because this was done in, in 2009, they couldn't have known that the toy maker was going to come back in television form. You know, up however many years later, but this works out well because this encounter with the toy maker, while the doctor does agree to, he eventually agrees to play a game. You know, play. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be like you know the doctor's like, well, I'm winning right now because I beat yeah. you, and as as the first doctor, and. He ends up agreeing that, yeah, he and the, the toy maker will play, but they never get around to it. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when we get Neil Patrick Harris's incarnation. Yeah. Uh, you know, he and David Tennant's doctor are all like, you know, the doctor's up by one. They play, the doctor loses, it's tied, so they got to do best to, you know, best to have three. Technically, that's right, because the Sixth Doctor didn't beat the Toymaker because they never actually got around to playing. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it still works <laughs> as far as canon is concerned. I mm -hmm. love that. Yep. Uh, what the Doctor really did was stop the Toymaker's plans to assimilate himself essentially across the globe in the form of, a, of an arcade game. Yes. Um, because he, the, the toy maker can't, as powerful as he is, he does have some limitations. And he can't turn himself into someone different. Mm -hmm. He'll always be the toy maker, but he can pretend. Yes. To be someone else. And in this case, an arcade machine. And they've got the, they've already, you know, they've got their base, you know, set up here in Blackpool in the, you know, just uh, hidden in this amusement park. But then it, they've also got some sort of base operations also set up over in California. Silicon, uh, probably Silicon Valley. Yeah, yep. A lot of video games came, came out of that area. Still do. Uh, a lot of technology comes out of there. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, but they yeah. just managed to, to stop him before he escapes and makes it to california to start distributing this arcade game that's going to steal people's souls when they lose essentially yeah <laughs> that, that that would that would not be ideal or imagine the toy maker with the internet holy cow oh, oh boy yeah. scary gay for the doctor like yeah mm -hmm. but not so much for the rest of us because <laughs> it's really funny it was it's actually funny uh because like so i was at my in-laws over the weekend and we went to a local casino to go to the buffet to celebrate my and my mother-in-law's birthdays because her birthday's the day after mine ah. and we had to had we weren't able to go up on you know the weekend closest to our birthdays so we're at the, you know, we're sitting there eating our food, you know, back and forth in the buffet. And, and 
we're talking about the the different you, know, you can hear the bells and the sound effects coming from all the machines around us and at one point my mother-in-law says something about uh they should have so they should have so uh something like this for kids and i'm like they already do it's called an arcade not the arcade mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I even remember okay so tangent so when i was when i was growing up we like to go to it's this it's you know, it's in Mesquite, uh, Nevada. It's kind of, it, it's on the way to Vegas, but not quite. And like, there were a couple, and you know, they have like parks and museums and stuff. And But we always liked to go to the arcade. And I remember thinking when I was like, I don't know, 10 or so, when we were down there, I was like, this is a, this is a casino for kids. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're spending all your quarters on the, uh-huh. on the hope, on the hope. You would get enough tickets for that big poofy teddy bear, which mm-hmm. I never right. got, but I always got a bunch of and, like, kitty things it, and junk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the rule house usually always won. You that didn't is true. The, you true. didn't get tickets. But it was no matter funny, how good you like, think you might be at skee ball, no, right? You're really, not. you're really not. But it was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we we had a good time. Also, they had a really nice pool, so we liked we liked Ooh, nice. That was that was always a must when we went on these trips. It's like, does the hotel have a nice pool? Does it? Good. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is this this uh, this uh, casino they have one in in Michigan as well. That's the one we usually would go to, but now they they've opened up one closer to to where my in laws live. And that one is bigger and actually does have like a kid's play area and has like arcade machines and and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't think this particular branch does. <laughs> so, but there's some someone in the in the at the buffet eating and they have the kid with them, which mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah. Um. So, but it was just yeah. it was just funny because my mother in law is like, they need to have casinos for kids. I'm like, yeah, it's called an arcade. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the that only is... person that you'll be in for is your parents for asking for more money <laughs> for yeah. quarters that it's going to get taken off of the allowance. Have, if you, if, mm-hmm. if the grown ups haven't haven't blown it all in the slot machines, you'll you can have some quarters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not that my parents ever really did when we would go but yeah but the buffet oh now now you're talking about the buffets it's making me hungry they have plenty <laughs> of where you go those buffets are mm, yummy uh-huh. they got some good good eats mm-hmm. yeah so the toy maker's not wrong uh- <laughs> no. No. yeah you, you get people yeah standard uh yeah uh Stand an arcade machine, and they they'll be there. They could stand there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So, well, I mean, look at look at video gaming now. Like, you know, you may not be dropping all these quarters on in the arcade mm-hmm. like hours. I mean, good grief! In the you know when I when we had our our super or super NES, and I was like going going and going on on Donkey Kong Country too. I'm like, I need to beat this level. It's driving yeah. me crazy. And then, you know, yes. Uh-huh. Then I finally beat the whole game, and I'm like, oh, "This is awesome!" Now I need to. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, depending on where you go, yeah. like 
there are places in like Japan where they have arcades that are ca- that are spe- for specific types of machines. Like they have some yeah. that are like just like the claw machines. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like even now, you know, people maybe wonder, you know, because because gaming either at home or on, you know, mobile yeah. is, you know, available to so many people. Do people still go to arcades? Yes, yes, they do. Ch- There's a reason yep. Chuck E. Cheese is still in business. Yes. Yep. I mean the the nickel the nickel cave that Jared used to go to um, when he was growing up. It's still there. Mm-hmm. It's, it still exists. Yeah. One it, of the kind of like it's it's sort of like yeah you could do it you could you could game at home you could even be get you know have your friends around and be gaming there but it's just something about you know you're at you're, you're at the cabinet you're doing the, you're doing the thing and it's just I don't know it's a little more thrilling. Yeah. There's a, not this last time, but the time before when Chauncey and I were in San Francisco out in the pier area, um, there is an arcade, it's it's an arcade slash museum of old style, like penny machines. Oh, wow. Where, I mean, some of them were actual games, you know, like really rudimentary like mechanical like you're playing quote-unquote baseball uh (laughs) or you're racing a horse um and then uh, you know it it, it, but it covers the gamut for you know from you know the late 1800s up to some you know arcade machines that are you know 20-ish years old um so you can see how much that they've changed uh, throughout the years but that that's that's a you know if you're ever in san francisco um that's a good fun way to you know kill an hour or two just have a pocket full of change because some of them it's they're still pennies or you know a nickel or 10 cents <laughs> so yeah. yeah you need a you need a variety of change in your pocket but it, it's quite fun to see how the you know those machines have changed throughout the year yeah. Oh. Oh, you mean? Don't, don't stop gathering coins in a, in a jar just because everything is you know electronic. Yeah. Right. Or you could, you know, still, still, uh, still collect coins, guys, and not just mm-hmm. you know, with a, as a novelty item. Because yeah, some some it's, it's fun. It's fun to have that little piggy bank or that jar or whatever of, of change. Hmm. That was yeah. what, that when we'd go to Mesquite or wherever. It's like my mom. My mom had one of those, and she'd be like, "Okay, we're getting all the quarters and all the dimes, and all. Then <laughs> we'll take them, take it with us." Like, all right, this mm. will be fun. Oh yeah, this is a. Well, if you remember arcades in the eighties, you know this definitely will. Uh, Story will stir change. up some 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 memories, you know. And if you've ever been to someplace like Coney Island or, uh, you know, places like that, uh, with, uh, you know, a combination of roller coasters and mm-hmm. you know dark rides and and you know arcades and the the the, the old timey boardwalk. Hmm. 
yeah, boardwalk type area. Um, yeah, you can easily visualize what this would have. What this would have looked. What like. this could have looked like if they had got to make it as an actual TV story. Yeah. And so, you know, it the toy maker so much fun that this is just it, this is a mm-hmm. fun one to listen to as far as like story is concerned. It's not necessarily the strongest. Well, and uh, it's, I mean, I think I think the draw of this one would have been the setting and yeah. the fact that they had the toy maker again. I don't think that the, the, the plot so much had to be anything groundbreaking or spectacular. It was probably, especially in that time period, it was probably best that they didn't go too, too funky with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, just, just kind of let the characters breathe and, and do their thing, and which I yeah. think which I think is what Big Finish does really well here. And I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any frame of reference for what Blackpool is, or, you know, I didn't when I first listened to this, but I kind of, I kind of get, can guess what it is. And, you know, over the years watching Dr. I think Blackpool's where Jenna Coleman's from. Yeah. Well, I mean, now now (laughs) I'm like, okay, now I I get it. It's, you know, it's sort of this place that, you know, they go on holiday or or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's kind of that, that sort of, vibe i get if i am wrong british listeners please tell me but that's kind of that's mm. kind of the, the idea i get of it, of it of it being what what blackpool is it's like okay this is this is kind of neat so i kind of feel like you know you let the fun sort of the fun carnival type setting of it do its thing and then yes it is weird things happening in a place that should be kind of straightforward and and you know what you're getting but then then you have the toy maker in there doing, you know, mucking things up and, and, uh, and disappearing people just for, just for the fun of it. And then the doctor comes in and, and does. So I think it would have been a pretty solid season opener if they'd have gotten to do it mm-hmm. for, for sure. Um, yeah. Cause it, it would have been a two-parter. Yes. Um, which I think would have helped too. Cause oh, I yeah. think it could have allowed it to, to breathe a little instead of yeah. cramming the whole thing into one hour in a big finished yeah. audio. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the fun, the fun part of this is, okay. So if you remember the first season of the six doctor, they tried cause everything up till then had been like 25 minute episodes in a, in a story. And mostly it was four episodes in a, in a, in a doctor who story. Then at the first season of, of the six doctor, they changed it to was it 45 minutes Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to fill an hour or whatever so two parts but they're but they were longer so so each episode was longer so you still had basically the same amount of time but it was but they didn't have like they didn't have to shoehorn cliffhangers as many cliffhangers in there so yeah I think, and, and it was a little bit a little bit awkward in that first season but i think they probably would have got like, okay we figured this out or you know now now we know what we're doing and now we we know how we're doing it so it might have been even been a little smoother at that point if um, they'd been able to do to do another one and be like, okay, now we got yeah. to hang it. Because I felt like I, I mean, my 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 iTunes says that this this story lasts two hours. I did not feel those two hours. No. Sometimes sometimes with some of these longer ones, you just kind of like, okay, I get it. How many times can you run down that same corridor? And again, yeah, but it's audio. Yeah. But, but it felt like I just I just felt like there was some stuff that was kind of 
not flushed out as it could have been. Like there's a whole bit with you know this uh, Kevin, yeah, constantly mm-hmm. going, constantly going back to the amusement park looking for his lost brother. And whenever he sees something weird, he makes a report to the cops, and then the cops are getting frustrated. And apparently, his he's got his own dedicated folder that's quite thick uh, <laughs> at the police station about all you know about his missing brother and those strange things he's seen happen. And then, like that, the, the cop eventually kicks him out and says, "Don't come back until you found your brother." You know, if you if you find your brother, I hope that's the last last time we ever see each other. And then, like, yeah, I mean, Kevin. I mean, eventually we figure out that that his brother has been abducted by the the toy maker. That's what the toy maker's been doing is been collecting people over hundreds of years to be his his you know his lackeys or yeah. test subjects or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then like, you know, the whole All right, Kevin gets reunited with his brother towards the very end. And it's like, yay, fantastic. Uh, and that's kind of left. And like, there's this whole bit where the doctor's starting to hear the toy maker like call for him psychically. And at one point, there's this woman whose kid's gone missing, but then she ends up finding the kid, and like that doesn't become anything, which I think visually may have been more interesting than. Like the kid doesn't ever say anything. We just hear the woman talk about, oh, you know, my kid's missing. Yeah, he's daft, but he's not that daft, uh, you know, to like run away or something. We're like, okay, well, let's uh, hope your kid doesn't talk hear you talking about them like that mother. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's just a, a few things that I think maybe would have been better if we could have seen them or if they'd had more time to flesh it out a little or something. I don't know. But. Yeah, some of that some of that can be a little tricky, but I mean, it kind of it kind of feels like that they're working within the con- the confines of the script that they have. Yeah. Um, and maybe not trying to add too much, too much flair, I guess, to it. Yeah, because I mean, technically, yeah. they had a complete story. Yes. It's just yeah. it was a TV story, and they had to adapt it. Into Big Finish as opposed to writing something from scratch as a script for Big Finish because obviously those scripts are going to look different than a television oh, script. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there there are some bits like it would have been funny at the end to have have uh, Kevin walk into the police station with his brother like I found him. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. But I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of easy to nitpick those things, you know, so many years after the fact, but. Yeah, you're right. There, there, there could have been a few other little, little bits thrown in just to kind of tie up those loose ends, but which would have been would have been interesting, or interesting to see, or you know, hear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's yeah. it's not it the, is what it is. it's not the end of the world. <laughs> so it's, it's so. Still- I would be interested to dive into the others, though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of and, them. See, because the that's the seventh doctor in the magic mouse trap, and then there's an eighth. Uh, there's there's a eighth doctor in a comic, and then there's a audio with with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, in the toy room, so okay. sol- which is solitaire. 
So I thought I thought you were saying more lost stories. I'm like, really? No, it's it's no, stories. it's a Char- it's a Charlotte Charlotte Pollard audio, but it's an eighth doctor with it's a, com- a, is it, a comic isn't it a companion. So, so. Oh well, isn't there one that's Companion Chronicles? It's Charlie and is that the one? That one's solitaire, right? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Companion Chronicles. Four point twelve. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those companion chronicles are so good. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. All right. So yeah, the last story's also definitely worth checking out if if you can. Um, some of the yes. last stories I will say start out with this one. This one started out with a lot of you know it was, it was a complete story basically. Some of them. Are a little less fleshed out, so you can definitely you, you can definitely tell that like okay yeah they're they're kind of having to build or you know fill in the gaps that were left. Like sometimes it's just a treatment or a you know just a the outline of a script or something, but it's like hey there's something here we can we can work with. So mm-hmm. so as you as you go through the lost stories, be mindful of that 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 some of them that they've the that they found. Are not complete stories, but this one was. This one was a, mm. a, a fully completed script. That, yep. So they so they had a lot to work with and a lot to just, you know, they didn't they didn't have to come up with anything to 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 fix the the plot holes or you know whatever happens yeah. in the in the editing process. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But yeah, no, it's like yeah. Then then obviously you can go check out other. Stories of the Celestial Toymaker as you find them, whether it's audio mm. or comics or what have you. There are probably read the, no- some... read the novelization. Read yeah. the novelization. Yes. Yeah. If you if you want to. So and this said even though this is a this is not Big Finish mainline, um, mm-hmm. I was able to listen to this on Spotify. Yes, mm-hmm. it is on it is on Spotify. It's one of the ones that they just have on there. So if you don't want to or you don't have the funds to purchase which i totally understand yeah go check it out on spotify yes because this one is it's like even if you bought it through big finish it would still just be digital because this is no longer available in cd format so it's out of print on cd but so there you go but it's 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 a good one and Mm. we're we're owning if you if you feel so inclined but anyway mm-hmm. i know with big finish you have to pick and choose because there's so many and it's like if i bought all uh, of these, yeah yeah well yeah if you can always go on like the big finish website read the synopsis yeah that too. and it, you know and even you know you could be like well i really like the fifth doctor so you could go and just like look for fifth doctor audios and <laughs> just kind of you know read and then if one looks good to you, if you've got Spotify, you know, I mean, you don't have to necessarily be paying for Spotify. I mean, you just be listening. You all get ads mm-hmm. if you're not paying for it. But still, if you don't mind a few <laughs> ads, go to Spotify and see if it's one that they put there available for free. Yeah. Right. So. Or well, maybe someone like, else has. Right. <laughs> In some cases. Sometimes, although sometimes um, they're... They, they they shuffle them so the tracks mm-hmm. are all over the place so just be careful of that too yeah yeah or to work around that 
do a search and then try to look at the tracks and make your own playlist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in yeah. some or cases, do- some people have made made the playlist for you because I think that's. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think that the ver that I listened to was the Big Finish Spotify account. It was somebody made the playlist so that the tracks were in the correct order. Ah, gotcha. So, all right. Well, there you go. There are options. Yes. Mm-hmm. So seek them out, and it'll all work out. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you wanna touch on or? Any other thoughts? No, that's that's all good. You know me. Let's give me a six doctor story, and I'm happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And here's hoping that it, this is not the last we've seen of the toy maker. I would love to have more adventures. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, he's he's a fun one. So. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, if uh, any of our listeners have have listened to this big finish audio, or just want to talk. Um, celestial toy maker, sex doctor, whatever, or you know, just tell tell Rachel happy birthday, belatedly. Yeah. Happy birthday, Rachel. Thank you. Sounds like it was a good one. Um, you can send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com. You can leave comments there. You can also go to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and Leave comments there. We can, and then at the website, there are show notes, all of our links that we talk about, and some others that you just might think are interesting. We'll put there, and um, you can also look at or you know listen to the listen to us through. We have our YouTube channel. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere. And then if you feel so inclined, you we do have some ways to. Uh, financially support the podcast one of which is patreon the other is our merch shop so check those out uh see if there's anything you would like to to uh to do there and as always of course we thank you for listening we appreciate your support your comments your interactions just listening downloading we love you guys and Mm -hmm. we are just happy that you're here with us so Keep yes. on keeping on and watch out for watch out for that false spring wherever you may be because yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> don't 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 ditch the sure that. Yes. Sure that. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. With that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, next time you're in the TARDIS, Jamie, you might want to check your pockets. <laughs> Perry may owe you a little bit of money. Uh-uh. Thank you, our five-ish fam, for joining us on this week's Geeky Journey. 
If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Stay connected with us on our website, the5ishfangirls.com, and follow us on most social media with at 5ishfangirls. Plus, check out our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back, to see how we're making a positive impact in our community. Until next time, stay nerdy and let the squee continue.